0: What do you guys think the Vanguard Dare was?
1: I think it changes every time there is a Vanguard Dare.
2: You know, I think it's all the vanguards get around in a circle and then play Truth or Dare, and whoever loses has to go to listen to Eris for a couple hours.
0: I think it's like like the Ice Bucket Challenge. Cinnamon Challenge. <laughs> or the Mannequin Challenge. That one, That one would be a hard one for a hunter to do. Yeah. to the Hunter Vanguard Lorecast. I'm Anonpig, and with us this week, we have two of our other three hosts, Purple Chimera and Mythos Mike. How are you guys?
1: I'm well. How are you?
2: I'm well. Mike? It's doing a little bit better. Sore, the sore throat's gone, so I'm glad to be back.
0: Yeah, It's good to have you back. And we are also joined by Handsome Drag- Dragon and Spirit. How are you? Well, that, that's disgusting. Please keep that to yourself and, and Purple. If you can remember to cut that bit out thanks uh this week we do not have a guest to talk with but that's fine because we'll be having a great episode anyway we also don't have a weekly highlight because this episode got pushed back and we're sort of uh behind on the news i guess so let's just get right into the lore well about the position of the hunter vanguard uh uh mike would you like to get us started
2: Sure, I can take this card. So this is just the General Hunter card that came out with vanilla. Hunter, our worlds have grown feral, rabid beasts with teeth of rust and ruin, but such beasts are meant to be tamed or broken. Hunters stalk the wilderness beyond the city, harnessing the light to reclaim the secrets of our lost worlds. They are daring scouts and stealthy killers, expert with knives and precision weapons. Hunters blaze their own trails and write their own laws.
0: Yes, we do. (laughs) And how about you you take the next one since that one was so short?
2: Sure. The next card is uh, Cade's Challenge. This is from a uh, mission. It is true that finding a hunter representative to the Vanguard has always been difficult. Their independent point of view is not something we can survive without, though. And so over the years, we've had hunter mentors come and go. That is, of course, what the dare is for. Matters of Allah
0: So, uh, I'd actually like to talk a little bit about the dare. And sorry for just sort of dropping this on you, um, but what what do you guys actually think the dare would entail? I know I know Purple, you said it. You think it's uh, different for every every time a Hunter Vanguard's elected, but obviously there has to be something, some like some unspoken set of rules. What do you think those would would be? <laughs>
1: It's my impression that the dare is between the current hunter vanguard and another hunter. Mm -hmm. And that they challenge each other to complete a task. And whoever um, either does not complete their task... Or whoever is the like, or if some if one of them dies, then the other one would obviously be Mm. um, become the vanguard. So,
0: well, how would that ever happen? That that's like the chances of that.
1: I know. (laughs) Um, I think it's it started as a you know whoever the first hunter vanguard was Mm -hmm. was like, I gotta get out of this tower. And so he was like, hey, you, Hunter, I know that you I, – I don't think you can do this task. I dare you to go do it. If if you can – if you do it, then I'll stay vanguard. But if you, if you fail, then you have to be vanguard and I get to leave, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how it started. But I think somewhere along the way, somebody died mm. and – then uh, I guess it would be the person who was the vanguard died. Hmm. And so someone else had to take up the mantle. And that's how that part got written in.
0: Mike, do you have any uh, any thoughts on this before I share mine?
2: Yeah, I think I'm pretty much on the same lines with uh, Purple, I believe. Um you know, it's it's obviously a challenge that either the vanguard himself or a prospective hunter undertakes. I don't think that obviously Kate is our current hunter, and then he was able to complete or fail the um, was able to complete or fail the the dare. And regardless of what whatever happened, I mean we when when I first heard about the hunt when when I first heard about the the dare itself, it made me think of Andal Brask and the fact that he was killed by um Tanix. So I, I like the idea that Purple brings up that maybe it's um you know, you need to go out into the wilds and kill a specific enemy and if you fail or I fail then uh Based on the terms of the, each specific dare, the person that either wins or fails gets to become the next hunter vanguard. So I, I really like the uh, the point that Purple made.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do think it's a it's a challenge, and personally, I think it's sort of like a like spelling bee rules, where the current vanguard decides the challenge, and the person he dares has to. Uh, the vanguard first has to succeed in the challenge, and then the dared, I guess I don't. The daree would also have to complete the challenge. If and if the dared, daree, uh, fails in completing, he's positioned to vanguard, and the current uh, gets to leave. But if the current fails his own challenge before the dared can even compete He stuck as the vanguard and also if the dared is able to complete the challenge the current vanguard is not allowed to leave
2: I agree with that. Um, I just think sometimes I, I like what Purple said. Like I said, she, you know, this the dare will probably change from uh, Vanguard to Vanguard. Mm-hmm. So while hunters generally are not the type where they want to be sitting in the tower, I mean, you're going to have outliers even with the guardians who tend to be, you know, very similar to each other. I think that sometimes you might have certain hunters that might actually want want to become the hunter vanguard so the dare might change to where uh those conditions are flipped just in very specific circumstances
0: i I could never see that personally
2: even with even with the differences in personalities
0: i mean like there's only so far of a difference in personality as you can get i'd imagine because like yeah, you might have a warlock who is more like Osiris and who wants to know everything, and then a warlock who's more like Ikora and who is like very battle uh, focused, very war driven. And those are two ideologies that fit within the warlock. But when it comes to like hunter, none of them. I, c- I can't imagine any of them being completely okay with just sitting down in a comfortable safe place secluded from the action and just saying yep this is what i do
1: well even ikora is attached to knowledge and that's what i mean i would say like even to the same i don't know about the same level as osiris but but you know they both are constantly seeking knowledge just that osiris seems to be seeking more like book and yeah. knowledge whereas Ikora has like her hidden and she's seeking like war strategy knowledge
0: that's, that's mm-hmm. exactly my point like each each class while they will have different uh, opinions within them they all have this center point that makes them who they are and it's like the knowledge of Osiris is more like knowledge of the universe and Ikora is more knowledge of the battles knowledge of the strategies knowledge of survival so it is it is both ideologies based in knowledge whereas hunters in my opinion at the very least I, I guess it's just not it's more they can't be complacent they can't just sit in a in in a, a simple place and it's best explained in um, the night stalker quest and i have to i have to plug this because it it was so, it was probably one of my like top 10 moments in destiny playing that night stalker quest because in year one i wrote a story that had a a hunter character who was like always getting like chastised by his friends or his his, uh, fire team for being how he is and he's like you don't get it you're a hunter you're a titan and a warlock warlocks belong in their libraries and titans belong in their wall but hunters we belong out in the wild. Like, they're not meant to be in the tower. And almost that exact line was said by uh, Cade in the Night Stalker quest. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my god. Like, I I completely enveloped, like, what it is to be a hunter in, in that moment. And, like, my, my ideas of what a hunter is is reflected in the game. And that's exactly what I mean. It's they are not meant to sit still. The only hunter that we see... That elected to stay still was Tevis Larson and he stayed still in the Black Garden. That's not a safe place to go hanging out, you know. Like that is a challenge to sit in, and that's that's my point. The tower is, what do you have to worry about? People jumping on your desk, Eris making snide comments. Like, it's not a place for a hunter to be. They have to be in the wild. They have to be in the danger. <laughs>
2: I agree with you for almost every Hunter, but when I think of Shiro, uh, obviously he's a scout. Don't get me wrong, he's Cade's scout. But he's been very content with sitting in the tower, not helping us on our missions personally, and just giving us directions over the comms. I mean, while... Uh, while Cade, while when he does that, he voices his displeasure with having to just stay on the comms and not being there with you, especially during the Dreadnought missions of the Taken King. Shiro doesn't really any voice any displeasure at that. He uh, he seems very comfortable, very natural in that mentor or supervisor sort of role. I mean, again, I I I agree with you. But see, that's that's mostly. the
0: difference. That's the difference between a caged dog who's just in the cage all day and a dog who's allowed outside you know sometimes they are allowed to go do their thing In the very first mission uh, king of the mountain uh, shiro was fighting fallen on the other side of the mountain i believe like yes. he was reporting back to saladin saying how they're still fallen on this side like you know he was in the action cade has not been in the action so when he has to live vicariously through you he's better about it
2: all right I guess we'll agree to disagree on this. I, 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 uh, I really like Shiro has the personality of a of the vanguard, very boring, very mentor like, very concerned about the safety of the city. Whereas Cade is more of an adventurer type. Like I feel like Shiro would be almost a better vanguard because of those qualities than Cade. But I mean, maybe there's no hunter that could be a great vanguard.
0: Well, I but, hey. disagree with that as well. Really. He what do you say he, that? Saw, he he saw the dangers of Siva and decided, hey, I'm gonna use that to make guns. And Good he point. gave a, he gave us two exotics that harness Siva.
2: He's very inventive, I'll give you that. He's he's definitely a, a field type of agent, but just the personality that I've seen from him, he's very relaxed, very. Um, he's like he's a... literally Cade Light. Like
0: so, I don't I don't know mm-hmm. how you're saying
2: he's different than Cade.
0: Because he is literally K light, like down to the exo bones. Very true. But, uh. I don't that's an interesting
1: else. point that you brought up, Anon, about, um, the Vanguard being, like, um, kept in a cage. Because we know that Andal got killed out in the wild. Oh, yeah. And so. If the vanguards aren't if the hunter vanguard isn't allowed to leave the tower, how did he get out there?
0: Maybe the dare is the only way to get out.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, on some aspect, like they have to leave the tower at some points, but it's just on most points they're not allowed to.
1: Right, they're not allowed to just go out on, on whatever mission they yeah. want to.
0: Like, Cade, Cade got in trouble for leaving the room. Like, obviously, they're pretty pretty uh, short-leashed.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like they probably are have a tighter leash on the Hunter Vanguard than they would on, like, Zavala, or, you know, or even just the Titan Vanguard in general. Like, the, the Titan Vanguard yeah. Titans are there to defend the tower. They're not going to... Go too far or do something dangerous because they're there to defend. Mm-hmm. It's like if you don't keep the hunter locked in this room, he might wander off somewhere. Yeah, he would. <laughs> He'd
0: be like, "Oh, no one's looking. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm gonna <weep. laughs> uh, Yeah. All right. So where did we leave off? I think we um, uh, at Andal andal Brass. Okay. Well, why don't you uh, take the first Andal Brass card then?
1: Okay, so um, we have Cade-6, and he's awesome, as I'm sure a a lot of people are aware. But he is not the only hunter vanguard. Before him was Andal Brask, who is a friend of his. And this is from uh, Ghost Fragment Rasputin, and uh, reminiscences of Cade-6. People say I'm a real confident guy. That's true enough. Out in the field, I never had a second thought. My old friend Andal, he used to stand here, right in this spot. He'd come up with these wild stories. He'd say, You know, Cade, I've been examining the evidence, and personally, I've come to think it's you. You're Rasputin, legendary warmind, defender of Earth, and I wish you'd remember that, so you could reclaim your full power and save us all. You can see how that'd be embarrassing, especially when he'd say it right in front of Zavala, who already thought I was wasting my life scrounging for Engrams. You know how Zavala gets. But I just say, well, Andal, you might be onto something there, but if I'm honest with you, I think coordinating our defense through the solar system sounds exhausting, so I'd best leave it to you. Then Andal goes and plays his final joke, and I end up the punchline. So here I stand, reading reports, giving orders, and getting my worry on. Cade. Yeah. Side note I really wish that we had. Um, Nathan Fillion reading all the Cade cards because mm-hmm. that would be amazing.
2: Live recording.
0: Yeah, that that card goes on a little further to talk about uh, the relationship between uh, Rasputin and, and Scions and how they were like captive, and that, that's not really important to what this is. I just wanted to let people know, like, who are like thinking, like, hey, I know that card. There's an end there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: There's going to be somebody.
1: He he did put the ellipses in the notes yeah. to note that it. It goes
2: on. You can always read the ellipses next time.
1: Ellipses. (laughs) Dot, dot,
0: dot. (laughs) Well, now it sounds dramatic.
1: (laughs) It is dramatic. Getting my worry on. Dot, dot, dot.
0: (laughs) But this this card really shows exactly how I was saying. Uh, Cade, before he became the vanguard... Was wasting his life scrounging for engrams. That's what he wants. he doesn't he doesn't care. He just wants to go find loot. He does he wants to go farm the loot cave. Disturb the remains.
1: RIP loot cave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um okay, so the next bit um is from the Hunter Vanguard card. <laughs> Another um note from there's no quote here.
0: This is Kate Six. <laughs> oh,
1: so, Cade-6 is the hunter-vanguard, obviously. Cade-6 was a daring hunter with a fast ship, a quick gun hand and an eye on the legendary vault of glass. Of course, he couldn't say no to a challenge, not even the notorious vanguard dare. He lost the bet to his immense regret. Now, following the footsteps of his fallen friend, Andal Brask, it's Cade's turn to oversee his far-flung brev- brethle- brethren. Wow. As Wow, that was intense. As the hunter vanguard in the tower, he works dutifully, but longs for a chance to get back into the fight.
0: See? More and more. it just shows how uh, how caged he was. Uh, why, don't, why don't you finish this off on this section? Because I, I wrote a little bit about Cade.
1: Okay. Um, so, um, t- like we mentioned earlier, Andal was killed by Tanex. Um, this is from the Tanex Asgard card. Um, It is the lone wolf, once cornered, who has the worst bite. Tanix the Scarred, a mercenary known for the theft of Axor from the Prison of Elders and the murder of hunter vanguard Andal Brask, sells his services to any fallen house willing to pay the right price. Mm.
0: So, uh, now, we talked about how we think the uh, vanguard dare changes with every instance of, of uh, Hunter Vanguard and in these cards we see Cade can't say no to a challenge not even the notorious Vanguard dare and we learn exactly how uh, Andal died and how he lost his bet to his to his immense regret uh, Cade lost the Vanguard dare bet with Andal uh, would you say that the Vanguard dare in this particular instance involved tannix? Without a doubt, I'm a little on the fence about it myself. That's why I ask.
1: Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how specific they they get. So we don't know, and here here is the endless question: we don't know how specific they are and what the exact nature of the dare is. Mm-hmm. So, it could be that he the dare was to go and and kill. Tanix, it could be that it was going to go and steal something from Tanix, it could be that it didn't have anything to do with Tanix and Tanix just got in the way
2: Yeah, exactly, that's what well, I'm thinking you know, There
1: was, was a run-in
2: like... I, I guess I should have clarified I what I, I do think that uh, I do agree with you, it could be that uh, you know maybe it was just some fallen or maybe he needed to blow up his catch or whatever it happens to be, uh, but I do think that Tanix was involved somewhere along the line. Either, either whether he was the target, whether it was something stealing from him, or whether he was just getting in the way, and then Andal, trying to complete his his objective, just fell to Tanix. I do think that he was involved with this specific dare.
0: See, personally, I think I think with Caden Andal, it's one of two things. Either the Vanguard dare, at the very least in this case, was a bounty on Tanix. Whoever could kill Tanix first did not have to be the the hunter vanguard so when and when andel went and died trying to kill tanix it sort of left cade with this like even though i didn't even though you didn't kill tanix i still have to be the hunter vanguard which uh says how in uh, a couple cards previous the ghost fragment rasputin then andal goes and plays his final joke, and I end up as the punchline. So, his final joke was dying, therefore losing the bet, but not having to hold up his end. Uh, so, either I think it was like a joint bounty, where whoever killed him first, or because of the, how it specifically also says in this card where uh, Tanix is card. Murder of Hunter Vanguard and Old Brask sells his services to any fallen house willing to pay the right price. I also think it might be, uh, like you mentioned, stealing something. What if it was? They had to steal something from the House of Kings, or something like that. I, I say the House of Kings because if anyone's gonna buy Tanix, it's probably gonna be a strong house like the Kings. So, what if it was to go into the House of Kings? Um, like area and like steal like a banner from them or something like that. So Cade goes in and he steals the banner. And it's sort of like like a slapping the bull. The first person that goes up and slaps the bowl, he can run away because the bull wasn't expecting it. But if a second person goes up to slap the bull, he's ready for it now and they're gonna get gored. So right. when Andal goes up, the House of Kings are already pissed. They got Andal or they got Tanix like working guard duty for them now. So. And all died. Could be.
2: Could be. I'm sure we'll get more information on this at some point. I hope
0: so. I hope so. I don't think we will, but I hope so. I feel like this I, I... is one of those story storylines that they're not gonna explore. Although I couldn't find it. I, I have a faint memory of a dialogue or a quest step, like where it was like the banner before the quest so they're like impossible to find unless you're playing the missions again where mm. uh Cade says i got a challenge for you no not a dare like he's specifically saying like i'm not giving you the vanguard dare so maybe they're gonna come back and talk more about it
2: possibly i i really do th- like we don't have as much information on the hunters as we do some of the other classes so i'd love to see more
1: well there was all the there were a bunch of rumors a, a while ago about like that kate is gonna get out of the tower and do something else he has for... a
0: dialogue that says uh thank the traveler i only have a year left
1: I wonder if that means he has oh. a year left before he's allowed to make the dare.
0: Actually, yeah, that's that's a very good point. Because if they could just make the dare, why aren't they just daring like the second they get back in? What if whoever a time whoever limit? is, yeah, like okay, you lost the bet. Now you're the vanguard. You have to serve like four years as the hunter vanguard, and then you can dare someone else.
1: Right. In cause... which case, we might learn more about the dare very if good point. there's a. If there's an expansion where Cade either succeeds or or doesn't succeed in the dare, either way, I feel like if they were going to put that in there, it would be something that we get to interact with as opposed to, like, happening between expansions. That would be kind of lame. So that's, what I, that's
0: what I think it would sort of be. Uh, maybe not in between expansions, but, like, when it's like Cade finally gets the chance to dare someone else. So eagerly he does, and he dares someone else to the challenge, and he fails. So he's stuck being the vanguard for like another four years and it's like we get like some cinematic about it like in between the story like the dare the dare it's like the cinematic can be like the opening cinematic type of thing where it's like it seems like it's just like a jovial and funny and like not really important to the story and Cade fails because like the cabal just come crashing in and like into <laughs> the entire thing. So like it's not just that he fails; it's that he fails because of something that's completely out of his hands, and he still has to be the vanguard.
2: <laughs> yeah. oh, that'd be a great cutscene. <laughs> you know what? You know what came to mind for me is um, obviously with Taken King, we had the class-specific missions that came out. I mean, we're hunters. Some of, some some people play as hunters. Why not? Why would uh, Cade not possibly challenge your hunter to the dare?
0: 'Cause then we couldn't go on missions.
2: I mean maybe I mean maybe you Because he has a like, year left. <laughs> yeah, but I mean maybe you go on the mission and then you get challenged and then you fail through some technicality and he's still stuck in the tower because or, you technically failed through some you know loophole or whatever it happens to but be or
0: rather we would succeed making him we would we would right. accomplish the dare causing him to stay. Yeah, that's possible.
2: That'd be maybe an interesting way
0: for uh, <laughs> Bungie to go with story.
2: Adding a fourth subclass and that happens to be the way that they do it for the hunters and maybe for the, uh, you know, I, I won't go any further, but that'd just be an interesting little touch, I think.
1: It would definitely be a great way to get the player involved in that story as opposed to just having it be a cinematic, because otherwise that's kind of the way that the game is set up, it's kind of hard to work their mm. stories in that you that the player character is not directly involved in, aside from cinematics.
2: Yeah. Adds a little bit more to the game in terms of uh, um, physical lore, I think is how someone described it.
0: All right. Well, then we've been talking about Cade Six, so let's move on to the Cade Six section. Now, I wrote up a little, a little piece about Cade. Uh, so I'll get us started. Kate Six is a sometimes enigmatic, sometimes erratic, constantly narcissistic hunter who never really had his time to shine until the taken king. Listening to him speak while in the Vanguard hall, you quickly get the impression that he is not happy where he is. He's a hunter and he believes he's best utilized out in the wilds, not cooped up behind a table. Most of his commentary is dismissive, but a few show the real value of his character and position in the vanguard. His views on the enemy races and how they need to be respected, or how we need to respect them, especially. But who is Cade really? From a psychological standpoint, what would what would someone say about a person who was thrust into a position of a dear friend who died with his "everything's a joke" attitude? There's something about Cade that we'll be highlighting in the following sections. Uh, in the following sections, his associations with Marisov. So, in the vanilla campaign, we go to the Reef and get the coordinates for the Black Garden. Mara sends us on an impossible task to retrieve a Gatelord's eye, but when we do succeed, that doesn't mean we don't still owe her for what she gave us. Our debts get called upon in the House of Wolves campaign to capture Skolas, but Cade seems to know all about Mara's practices. The, uh, starting off the Ishtar Collective card. The Vex have us all worried. Terrible things are stirring beneath Venus, but what you've discovered gives us hope that we can stop them. Just be careful when you make deals with the Awoken, would you? The Queen always collects. Kate 6. And then also, the Warden's Path, uh, these are the Hunter Boots, uh, I can't remember if it's from Prison or Challenge of Elders, I'm pretty sure it's Challenge though. Uh, yeah, I've been in the, been to the Treasure Room. I think it's about time they the and took some of that loot and paid for an elevator.
1: It's true, though. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I've died a lot trying to work my way down there. Especially because as a hunter, sometimes the jump at the end, if you don't time it, if you fail in timing it just right, or, you know, time it just right the bad way, it won't even count. It'll just drop you to the ground.
1: Yeah i always like i died the first couple of times i did it and then after that i always go like really slowly and all the people who are with me are like just jump and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) no i don't want to die
0: what don't you understand (laughs) but uh so then let's actually uh we'll read the prison of elders card first and then we'll talk about it so
1: uh
0: would you like to read it
1: sure Awesome. Prison of Elders, The Wreath. And this is Cade 6, Overheard in the Tower Lounge.
0: So actually, uh, quick plug. What what would this uh, be in terms of research?
1: Oh. <laughs> um, well, it depends on what you're researching. If you're researching Kade, this would absolutely be a primary source because it's his words. I think this is actually the example that I used. <laughs> yeah. um, but if it gets more complicated if you're looking at it from a point of view of if you're researching the prison of elders mm-hmm. um it's probably a primary source um depending on how trustworthy you would think Cade's opinions of things are mm.
0: so uh for the people who don't understand what what we're referencing here uh purple actually did a i guess a mini-sode mini-episode yeah it was like
1: uh, 10 minutes
0: yeah on uh her other podcast one of her other podcasts the ishtar collective podcast uh i think you called it meta research bias yeah and it was about essentially how to do research and how to um i suppose compare contrast and value the sources of research and uh you guys, if, if you guys haven't already, you should definitely check out that podcast, and you should definitely check out that episode, especially if you want to get into researching the lore, so you, when you do go to discuss it, you know what you're talking about. But, um, uh, sorry.
1: <laughs> That's go okay. Ahead. So I'm here are Cade's here. words about the Prison of Elders. <clears throat> Didn't I tell you about the Prison of Elders? Weren't you on the strike team that killed the Archon Priest, the one who escaped? Okay, okay. I'll tell the story about the Prison of Elders. The Awoken will tell you that a long time ago the Queen conquered the House of Wolves. What they won't say, because they are very serious important people, is that the House of Wolves did a lot of the job for them. After the Queen killed the wolf Wolfcowl, the Fallen started competing for the throne. One of the first battles was called the Eos Clash and I wasn't anywhere near it, but I'm pretty sure I'm not making this up. A Fallen named Skolas wiped out one of his rivals in the Eos Clash. But the battle cost him so much he got to thinking if the reef killed my boss and gave me a chance at the throne maybe i can use the reef to kill all my rivals too pretty good right when they told me i had to be vanguard i went and asked some fallen how i could get out of it but they just told me to kill all my friends and then myself anyway everyone involved in the civil war started trying to play their rivals against each other and the awoken too no one wanted to become so strong that they'd be a target no one wanted to bleed their own forces dry doing someone else's dirty work. Cutthroat politics. And who's the best at cutthroat politics? That's right. Her Majesty, the Queen of the Reef. At the end of the wars, the Queen had played her way into the strongest position, and she had a collection of fallen nobility and servitors she thought might be useful to her. Of course she, of course she thought so. She just used them against each other and won absolute control of, of the Reef, the Belt, and the House of Wolves. <clears throat> She wasn't about to just toss away her playing pieces. She kept them frozen in her prison, the prison of elders, and she gave the keys to that b- prison of that to that prison to my buddy Varix, a fallen who'd shown her loyalty. The prison of elders is a really curious thing. It holds creatures of enormous power, not just wolf nobility, all kinds of beasts, captured by corsair expeditions or lured in by the queen, and it holds them well. The queen, she can do things I don't understand. There's a power behind her or in her that values that prison, but I hear there've been a few prison breaks. Some old Kel got the House of Wolves back together. Now she's started to wake up her captives. Barracks is inviting Guardians out to the reef to do battle with them in an arena, show valor, earn rewards. It's been it's been their crucible. Maybe the Queen wants her collection thinned out. Maybe the Queen wants Guardians in the reef to deter more unrest. Maybe the queen wants in- intelligence on how her prizes fight. Maybe she wants intelligence on how we fight. Whatever happens, I want you to remember that she knows more than anyone else I've met how to set one foe against another.
2: I love that card.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot in that so card. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, before before we actually uh, start discussing this, uh, Mike, would you like to just finish these two these last two off here, and then we can just start picking that apart
2: yeah so you want the Draxus and the Winches run
0: mm-hmm. okay.
2: so this is the Draxus Winter Kell card the architect of Winter's strategy and he still shows his strength on the front line Commander Zavala Draxus Kell of the Winter sh- ship Simix Fell has been an elusive target for the vanguards after his countless raids on jump ship reclamation convoys Cade 6 personally upped the bounty on him with confirmed sightings of the of the Kel in the Ishtar Sink, the time to strike is now. Defeating Draxis could throw Winter into chaos. With Simic's prime allegedly already lost, the house leadership would be gutted, although proof of the servitor's demise remains elusive. And then we're going to move on to the Winter's Run card. Those fallen in the Ishtar Sink on Venus. Story is they raided the prison of elders in the Reef, got an Archon Priest. The queen's bounty is high, so we know it's powerful. We need to hunt this thing down before they fully restore its soul.
0: So, I really hope that from from that these this uh, series of cards, it really showed. Cade is acquainted with the queen, and I don't know how good or bad that is personally.
1: I was under the impression, and I can't think of where I got this impression, but I was under the impression that Kate had been to the reef before House the of events Wolves. of vanilla, yeah, no, the events of vanilla before the reef, or I guess it would be House of Wolves before the reef got open to us,
0: yeah, House of Wolves general. is when the vesting outpost was opened to the guardians like, more publicly, like, anyone can go there, it's perfectly fine, but, um, prior House of Wolves, like we saw in the cutscene, and like we see in the Dead Orbit Ghost Fragment, if you were to go into Reef space, space, uh, you could essentially get shot down immediately, like, they were, they were, they were lethal, but, uh, I know, I know what made you think it. It's actually a Woken Guard dialogue that says that says how uh, Cade can like really put them back or something like talking about going drinking with Cade.
1: Oh, maybe that's what what it is.
0: A ladies' man, isn't he? I mean, he I, he asks uh, Katie or Roni, whichever one's the quartermaster, for pictures.
2: <laughs> never, never
0: letting that one go. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my god. Were you not on for the last time I talked about that?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, she's got a dialogue where she's she's like message from Cade, uh No, will not send pictures, something like that. Like she's denying him. Like he's propositioning her for nudes and she's denying him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's,
0: it's my favorite it's my favorite uh tower dialogue. Second only to uh, Bungie.net, satisfying your mom since 1991, <laughs> which is <laughs> a re- which is a real thing. Like that's not like a joke. Like if you hang out in the tower long enough, you can hear that. That is. Yeah, we should we should uh, we should focus okay, so, on this. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> well, here here is one of the frustrations that I have when we get a new expansion everything comes obviously all at once so even though we have a timeline in the progression of missions and like the actual event timeline of of the expansion we get all the grimoire cards
0: that don't follow the timeline
1: uh, right that we don't know when these things happened mm-hmm. so when like the prison of elders the reef card mm-hmm. Um, that i just read they
0: it it must have happened during house of wolves
1: yeah like this this conversation obviously happened like in the middle of the timeline of the house of wolves expansion
0: Yeah.
1: so like it's just weird because you could have read this at any point it can be before
0: before even going into the prison of elders you could have read this and then what's the prison of elders what is he talking about or like if you if you picked up the game at taken king and none of that was even important to you like it it just becomes even that much more confusing right but um what i think is important here is this uh one of the first lines or one of the first cards from this this section uh the very last thing he says the queen always collects and she did that with us when we went when we used her to get information on the black garden she used us to capture skolas and then also to kill skolas so what did uh cade what do you think like and i know this is like going like super spin foil because we have nothing to base it on but what do you think Cade could have needed from Marasov? Uh,
2: I mean, to, to not make it too dramatic, he's obviously the adventurer type he loves. When you go into some of the, the uh, I'm forgetting the name, but when you're getting the stealth drive during the Taken King mission, mm-hmm. uh, Taken King campaign, he has a bunch of loot stashed. He's he's very reward-oriented, at least in that regard, and maybe perhaps the Queen promised him that sort of thing, promised him treasure, promised him the same thing that she promised us during the House of Wolves. Perhaps that's it's as simple as that.
1: What if he needed a rescuing?
2: Ooh, that's not bad.
1: He seems very much like the kind of person who would go out adventuring somewhere and get caught in a situation that very quickly went over his head.
0: Yeah.
1: And if he got out toward the reef Mm -hmm. and for some reason, you know, who is going to, you know, speculate on the motives of the queen, but (laughs) for some reason it came across her radar and she chose to rescue him. And now because because why because she's the queen, queen and she collects. does that right and now <laughs> yeah. she's like okay well I saved your life yeah so now I need you to do something for me
0: maybe I think I think also uh, it really shows because there are there's a number of cards that talks about Cade's relationship with the Fallen and maybe that's why I like him so much uh, <laughs> but I think it's actually in. One of the ones we just read. I swear to God, we just read it where he's like... When I was becoming Hunter Vanguard, I went and asked the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's right here. It was in the Prison of Elders, the Reef card. Yeah. Uh, Pretty good, right? When they told me I had to be a Vanguard, I went to ask some of my... Some Fallen how I could get out of it. Like, he's social. Like, just gonna go ask some Fallen. Like, we can't do that. So... Really, the only fallen he could. I can see him just going up to and casually asking would be Varix, but prior House of Wolves, the House of Wolves that were in the reef. So it seems like he sort of had a casual relationship with Marasav where he was just able to go there. Like before it was opened up to everyone, it was already opened up to him.
1: Yeah, well, he definitely seems like. Because he's so charismatic that He charmed her. <laughs> well, I don't know necessarily that he that he charmed her in in that way, but like he he obviously likes challenges and adventures, so you know, say like take my my theory about him being rescued by the Queen, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes out, he gets in too deep, the Queen for whatever reason decides to rescue him. And now she calls in her debt and says, hey, I need you to go do this for me. Mm. And he goes and does it, and he's like, hey, this was kind of a fun adventure. Like, it was challenging, but it was super fun, and I got to do something cool, or he got cool loot or whatever. So he's like, hey, if you ever have another one, like, I'll I'll take another adventure, right? And so he keeps going back, and she's like, well, okay, if you're going to keep volunteering to do things for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's how he kind of becomes like a regular visiting, even though it, the reef hasn't been open, up, open to the rest of the Guardians yet. He keeps coming back, and then he gets to be friends with Variks and gets to know the other members of the House of Wolves because he's there all the time delivering whatever or picking up quests from her.
0: I can see him... Uh, was it Pekus or Mikus that got demoted to Dreg? Mikus. Mikus. Was Mikus? I can see him like just casually going up to Mikas and making fun of him. <laughs> like they, yeah. Like there was like a hatred. Like Mikus would like have it out for him. Like in the House of Wolves expansion, like he's like I'm gonna fucking get Cade. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, personally, and this is a bit of a stretch. But personally, I can't help but feel like all of this is connected. Like, every card is connected with this. Where it's, because of the Queen, I think it's, it's so foil, but I think whatever happened when Mara collected from Cade, it had something to do with Tanix, or whatever it was, Cade was sort of hesitant about it. And Andal goaded him. He's like, "Oh, what? You're you're afraid of this challenge? Like, I I'll vanguard dare you to blah blah blah." And that's like the event, like in the just in the line. Just be careful when you make deals with the Awoken, would you? The Queen always collects. Like, it just I can't help but feel like there's like like a spite behind it. And he just he seems to know so much about her, especially seen in the. Uh, Prison of Elders card. Um or the exact line, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Her Majesty at herself part?
1: Um uh the no one wanted to believe their own forces doing someone else's dirty work. Cutthroat politics. Yeah. And who's the best at cutthroat politics? That's right, her Majesty, the Queen of the Reef.
0: Yeah. Like that's what I mean. I feel like Not that she intended for Andal, or maybe she did, intend for Andal to get killed. So she has Cade in her back pocket, and now he's now he's the vanguard. I wouldn't put that past her.
1: It definitely does come across as him being a little bit bitter for some reason.
0: Like it's just he. You read all these cards, and it sort of seems like he's got this working relationship with her, and sort of a respect for her power. And it's just sort of like casual, but then there's that one line just be careful when you make like like he's he's experienced the other side of her and he's saying like don't make my mistake I've done this I've missed I've made the mistake don't follow in my footsteps when I when I read that card that's that's the sort of how I read it
1: well and the other thing is that um and maybe I'm just not thinking all the way through it, but it seems like this is really one of the only points where, Cade, seems to be like giving serious, genuine advice.
0: Yeah, like there's no, like, there's no to be jokes. Cautious. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: mm-hmm. like you go to the dreadnought on a secret miss- mission, hidden from the vanguard, and he's like, "Ah, eh, you're fine."
0: Yeah. Hey Zavala, want to see what a patrol beacon on the dreadnought looks like. You yeah. sent the guardians to the dreadnought. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> like, Can I am? send the guardians
0: to the dreadnought? <laughs>
1: yeah and like everything is totally casual but then all of a sudden in this one moment he's like be careful yep and you're like why are you telling me to be careful like that
0: is that is a very maybe that's exact
1: i don't i didn't pick up on that maybe
0: like that was why it just felt like there was like something behind it like a bitterness behind it because that that's the only time he's been careful or serious because then in the very next uh item we have on it. Yeah, I've been to the treasure room. I think it's about time the Awoken took some of that loot and paid for an elevator. Like, completely nonsensical. Like, I mean, like, yeah, they really should make an elevator, not just a trap door that literally you would fall to your death if you were standing on the trap door and you were not a guardian. I don't know who they were making it for. I mean, Yeah. Like, it it really it really does not make any sense. But, or maybe that was the point because the 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 Vessian outpost is actually a catch. Mm-hmm. So maybe the kills uh the kills like cash is down at this like bottomless pit, so no one can easily go steal it. Like it's sort of That's a defense behind sense. it. So actually, yeah. I can see that.
1: Fine. Be reasonable.
0: Yeah. God damn it. Just had to go and logic it. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, uh, does anyone else have anything to uh, say on this? Uh, Nope. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lorecast. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter, at Destiny Lorecast. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us your thoughts and theories. If you'd like to help us grow, go leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, You can also find us as a part of the Destiny Tracker Network with other great podcasts, such as the Destiny Tracker podcast, the Destiny Down Under podcast, the RNG cast, the Rabbit Hole Radio podcast. Is it Rabbit Hole Radio or Rabbit Hole Radio podcast?
1: Rabbit Hole Radio.
0: Rabbit Hole Radio and the Massive Breakdowns podcast.
1: And Destiny Tracker podcast.
0: That was the first one I mentioned. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So since we didn't have a guest, you can't find them anywhere. But uh, Mike, where can they find you?
2: Uh, You can find me mostly just on Twitter these days uh, at MythosMike Mike. Um I might start streaming again soon. I don't really know. Uh over at uh twitch.tv forward slash Mike s from PD. Uh, or actually wait, that's Mythos Mike now. I forgot they had the, the the uh username changes. That's that's nice. Um and then um you can find some of my old articles and videos over on plantdestiny.net under the name Mike S.
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about uh, te- well I haven't been thinking about today I was looking into streaming on uh beam. And it requires a capture card, so that sort of halted it immediately. But it looks it looks aesthetically it's a lot nicer than Twitch, and it looks like it's a smaller community, so it's a little easier to make a place for yourself than Twitch. A little less uh, anxious to get into it. So maybe maybe in the future. But uh, purple, where can people find you?
1: Not on Twitch. Not on Twitch. <laughs> um, never. No, never again. Oh. um you can find me on Twitter at purple chimera you can find me on ishtar-collective.net you can find me on the forums there um and the summaries that I write there you can find me at rabbit Hole radio um and here and I think that's everything that I do right now
0: yeah. is there uh is there anything that you can plug about the ishtar- collectivenet
1: we have a new forum it's called the commons to confuse everyone because we like giving fun names to things Um, come join us discuss post questions, comments theories, if you want to help us out um, you can record some missions for us because we're trying to transcribe all the missions in the game so we have all of that dialogue that's searchable
0: you got a good deal of them done
1: yeah we got a whole bunch but if you want to help out there's always more
0: but uh there's, there's nothing else nope no Nope. i want to talk about something else
1: okay <laughs> well, baxter just got back from australia yeah I'm sleeping and right now it's
0: it's really Welcome hard for baxter. me to care with my impatience.
1: i love you baxter i'm glad you're home safe
0: yeah i'm glad he's home safe too i think i think he's all like Time zoned because he's still Oh up. he's super asleep. <laughs> oh he's asleep.
1: Yeah, well he fell asleep. Like he got home and he set his alarm for like forty minutes later and he woke up four hours later. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love facts. That's what
1: happens when you drop when you fly literally halfway around the world.
0: Yeah, he was he was a good I think seven hour seven hours of difference. Oh
1: uh... yeah. Something like that. Like he was, I was getting ready to go to bed, and he was like, "Good morning! I'm starting my day." Yeah. It was really weird.
0: Yeah, that's what it's like. Uh, talking with the, uh, with Mylan Matt uh, all the time.
1: Yeah, and all the all the other DDU guys like. It's like you get on. It's like okay, it's ten o'clock at night, and they're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna go have lunch.
0: Yeah, we we try we try to organize like when we're when we're gonna like uh, get into a call to talk about like a a a video he's making. And he's like, okay, so we'll do it tomorrow. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. My tomorrow or your tomorrow? It's like, <laughs> my tomorrow is a very different thing than your tomorrow. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter. I don't think you want to, though.
2: Oh, you tweet fascinating stuff. I'd love yeah. to see your tweet. Yeah, I guess so.
1: We started a new Hi, Hey Did You Know thing on oh, Twitter. If you haven't checked it out. Oh, did. should stuff. do so.
0: I mentioned it last week as well, so, which actually, uh, oh, yeah, that which actually dropped appropriately, like, the very next day to yeah, actually it's super plug that. Awesome. Yeah, I like it. I really do like it. Uh, Dragon, Dragon's taking some responsibility on that.
2: Dragon's uh, still around.
1: My baby just, just woke up, so I gotta go. I thought that was a cat. Right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh... Just to finish up, of course, we have our lovely oh, absent host at the moment, uh, Handsome Dragon. You could find him on Twitter at Handsome Dragon. Uh, the, zero, the O's are zeros. Uh, lo- lovely guys Unfortunately, he can't join us right now. Uh, but he's he'll be posting some sometimes on our uh, main Twitter as well, so be sure to check out uh, our Did You Know series that he uh, is helping start. Hey, Did You Know. Hey, Did You Know, my bad.
0: They're little lore facts, and I get really mad at him when he's not lore facts, and he's sort of things that are not facts. So <laughs> we, all, we Just all, facts. Just, just so everyone's aware, we all do um, discuss it. We're like, is this something that we can confidently say? Like, there is something that will explicitly back this up? It's not just, yeah, that works. It is... You can you can you can confidently say there is a grimoire, a dialogue, there is something that is entirely backing it up if it's being posted on her Hey Did you know? <laughs> Alright. Peace guys. All right.
2: See you later guys.